The story you are about to hear is true. Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? Here's adventure. Here's romance. Here's the famous Robin Hood of the Old West. Aw, just sneak in. Not me. I ain't going to church. No Sunday school today. July the 21st, believe it or not, 2022. This is Tom Richardson with the Removing Confusion podcast. Uh, seems to be a weekly show here as, you know, the, the summertime activities kind of keep us from getting up here to the top of the Richardson media empire. But nonetheless, we don't want to forget our proud sponsors at Step on Socks. I haven't received anything that they've kicked us out, so we're we're still we're still pushing it. And folks, at this point in time, it is well worth a visit to www.steponsocks.com backslash removing confusion. Check out their products. Now like I've said before, they have some really awesome socks that uh, you could be you could be proud to wear around the house. But now, as our financial infrastructure gets a little bit more shaky as the day goes by, they also sell silver. So look into that. And I believe you can. You don't have to purchase huge amounts from them. You can uh, buy it in small little dribbles and drabbles. Check them out and see what you can come up with. Because I'll tell you right now, there's something about silver that uh, is very... It's First of all, it's biblical. Silver in the Bible relates to salvation. 30 pieces of silver... Okay, most theologians know that the less intelligent ones have no clue because they're only interested in five or six verses of the Bible and they don't get anywhere. So, steponsocks.com backslash removing confusion and you won't be sorry for it, folks. You won't be sorry. They're good people, good Christian people. I shouldn't say good. I... I have to say, they are redeemed Christian people. So go check them out. Well worth it. Let's jump right in. First and foremost, I believe it was just yesterday, from what I can gather, three of the nations that we keep an eye on, and hey, for once it's not China, the three of the nations we keep a, a, a close eye on in, in, uh, in the Bible realm, at least. And trust me, I don't throw all of my eggs behind the fact that uh, Gog in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 38, I don't believe that Gog and Magog and all that are actually the Russians as a whole. And biblical scholars like 
Dr. Michael Heiser have come out and said it's bad theology or bad bad uh, eschatological teaching. Uh, he would know better than I. Uh, now, if you use a King James Bible, you don't see this other little statement that gets thrown into a lot of the others uh, where it says, uh, Son of man, set thy face against Gog, the land of Magog, chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, and prophesy against him. It's in, in some of the, the other versions. And again, I don't... Hold on. We dropped our notes. I don't put so much emphasis on the fact of, oh, if you're not using the King James Bible, then you're a heretic. That's stupid. And the people who tout that are in unintelligent and basically very close to being in a cult. Now, you know, those of you that listen to me on a regular basis, I use the King James Bible because I like the flow of it. But I also have on my desk, right next to it, a New American Standard. I think it's a 2020. It's not my my favorite one, but I like. I can't, you know, it's hard to find a, a. I think it's a 1995 version. And you know, people are like, well, what? Well, that's a virgin. Yeah, you can't use that. That's a perversion. And you know, I hear this stuff all the time. And you know what? I, I look at those people and I say, you know, what? What do? You, what do you say to somebody who's never? read a King James Bible or, you know, hasn't studied from it. What do you, and most of them, they don't know it very well anyway. What if you met somebody on the, on the street and they whipped out their new American standard, new King James, whatever, and they led you down that Romans road to salvation. Do you say they're not saved? Okay, shut up. Take your ignorance and walk away because the King James Version or King James Bible is a version of other Bibles. You don't like it? Tough. Do your history. Don't just listen to the KJ onlyists. Do your history. Here's, here is the uh, New American Standard and this is verse number three, Ezekiel 38. And say, thus says the Lord, behold, um, yeah, I am against thee, or I am against you, O Gog, prince of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal. Uh, for decades, this has been used to say Rosh is Russia. And as you go down through, and we'll look at that here in a bit, you run across some names, you know, like Persia. Ooh, we, well, we already know who they are, don't we? That has not changed. And uh, let's see. We'll, we'll read a couple here. Then we're going to listen to a little radio clip. Gog, Prince of Magog, Meshach, Tubal. I'll turn thee back, bring you down, going to bring you down. In Persia, Ethiopia, Libya, uh, with them, uh, with all of them, with shield and helmet, Gomer, all his bands, the house of Togarma of the north quarters, and all his bands and many people with thee. That's out of the King James again. See, I like to flip back and forth. You just never know where I'm coming from, do you? Oh, goodness gracious. It is early in the morning here. It's about 8 o'clock. I usually don't get up here till about 10. But I, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit pushed to do this particular uh program now i started all that talking about gog magog and whatnot and i better just go ahead and do what i what is going to do i'm out i'm kind of out of out of sequence to what i was doing but here's a this is a uh a, a clip a small short one and this is from the uh it's from an indian news source news source and this little girl's going to tell us all about this gathering together of Vladimir Putin, the Ayatollahs, and Erdogan in Turkey. Invading your neighbor, which a sovereign independent country, by the way, tends to lose you friends. 
and Russia has lost plenty after invading Ukraine. But the Kremlin is keen to show that international sanctions have failed to isolate Russia, the world's largest country, and that some of its friends are sticking around like Turkey and Iran. Now, Vladimir Putin ended his first major summit outside Russia since the invasion of Ukraine with firstly an endorsement from Iran for its response to NATO and secondly with signs of progress over the lifting of the Russian blockade of Ukrainian grain. Now, the gathering has a symbolic significance for Putin's domestic audience as well, showing off Russia's international clout even as it grows increasingly isolated and plunges deeper into confrontation with the West. Even though from Jerusalem and Jeddah, Biden urged Israel and Arab countries to push back against Russian, Chinese and Iranian influences in the Middle East, it seemed to be a tough sell. Well, it's clear now that there's been a tripartite um, agreement and a meeting. Israel maintains good relations with Putin, which is a necessity given Russia's presence in Syria, Israel's northeastern neighbor and frequent target of its airstrikes. Now, these talks are officially part of a trilateral forum originally organized to resolve the crisis in Syria. But as you know, Russia and Iran have formed an increasingly strong bond as both have been targets of U.S. sanctions. The top takeaways from Tehran, well, Putin won the endorsement of the Iranian supreme leader for the invasion of Ukraine. Russia and Iran also agreed to sign a long-term memorandum of understanding to cooperate over $40 billion worth of oil contracts. In fact, Iran's supreme leader also said... Russia and Iran needed to work together gradually to reduce the power of the U.S. dollar. Putin also pressed, uh, he praised the Turkish leader Recep Tayyip Erdogan for mediating talks on the export of grain from Ukraine. Now, when we talk about Russia, Iran and Turkey, we're not talking best friends forever. Turkey and Iran are also Russia's rivals. Turkey and Russia are on opposing sides in Syria as well as in Libya. And Turkish combat drones have been supporting the Ukrainian military. As for Iran, it's competing with Russia in global energy markets. My, now that is interesting. We have sanctioned. If you've got a pack of hot dogs in the kitchen, toss them in the trash. Do this instead. See, breakfast literally means breakfast. I am sorry. I'm using my iPad and... uh, it jumps right into the next commercial. So <laughs> excuse me for all that. Uh, it's a little bit more of a streamlined process than I usually use. So anyway, let me let me go back to what I was saying. The Iranians, the Russians, and the uh, Turkey Turkish head dogs got together. Now, like I said, for for many, many years, many, many years, Russia has been added to this list of people or uh, places in Ezekiel 38, 39. And it may be that they really aren't there. I don't know. Um, As I've done some studying myself, those lists of names in um, Ezekiel 38 specifically are things like Magog, which is uh, an area of Cappadocia and the people in the north. That means people in the north. Everything in the Bible is always in relation to Israel. So if you go north, I mean, you're going to run into Turkey. Uh, Gomer is uh, of an Iranian descent. It's these Sumerians that are, again, towards the north and over there. Togarma is Armenia and possibly the Georgians. Now, that used to be part of Russia as Russia, the or I should say the, the uh, what is it, the USSR. And once it broke down, then you have all these different places pop out uh, that were kind of engulfed in there, you know, Czechoslovakia and and all these other, you know, Eastern Bloc nations of Europe, Ukraine, um, Kazakhstan. I mean, it just it goes on and on. There's all these little satellite states that popped up that we're well, we're that were part of the United or the uh, <laughs> the USSR. Let's just take that because the Soviet Union. There we are. Goodness gracious, I'm, my tongue's all over the place. Meshach is also a northeast. It's northeast of Persia, 
to ball is East Asia Minor, the center of Turkey as it is today. So there you have it. You know, is Russia actually mentioned in this prophecy? Like I say, Dr. Michael Heiser, a, a guy that I have a lot of respect for, and uh, right now he's going through a, a, a serious bit of problems health-wise, um, and he needs prayer from us. We should keep him in prayer. Uh, so he's not doing what he used to do on a, on too much of a regular basis because it is difficult to face, you know, cancer treatments and everything else. But he still is a voice worth listening to. This is a guy with uh, multiple linguistic degrees. He's a Ph.D. in that stuff. You know, I remember hearing him say one time that, you know, the books he reads are 2,000 years old, so there you go, or older. And uh, he's very good. Now, I don't agree with everything he says, just like anybody, you know, but who am I to debate a scholar? I'm just a little guy sitting here on a podcast uh, trying to bring a few friends of mine along and say, look, this is what we have going on. I hope we can grow that few friends into a few more. Because we try to do is, is take the confusion away from all this stuff that goes on that is our name here. And I know right now, today, everything's confusing. Right now, today, it's like you can't figure out what's going on with the flurry of things that are happening in our world. But just as a, as an, as a touch here, do, do some research. I'm serious. This is good Bible research to do on Ezekiel 38. 39 38 lists these names and then you know figure out where are they who do they really pertain to is it russia as we know it today and uh, i say dr mike says no and in, you know what most of that uh identity comes from people like hal Lindsay. I'll give Hal Lindsey credit for one or two things. One, in the 70s, you know, he he got people thinking. Uh, just like in the 90s or in the early part of this century, we had Tim LaHaye and Jerry Jenkins who wrote those Left Behind books where I've heard some people say the only thing that got left behind in those Left Behind books was the Bible. But they did get people back into a uh, Bible prophecy kind of a center. And then you you open the your doors as you go. You open your mind to what you want to in that. You know, you can go back and say, well, that's how Lindsay said back in the 70s, you know, and, and fall on that because a lot of people do, and it's not always the best way to go. You're not denying God when you say, well, maybe it's not Russia. You're actually just denying every Baptist preacher and every uh, adherent to Hal Lindsey and uh, CBN and everything else along the way. What's that guy's name? Pat Robertson. You know, he's like Biden, needs to retire. But, the, the, you know, they, they're a little loony as they go along. You know, how many times Lindsay was divorced? You know, five or six times and, and remarried. So it's just like, you know, there's a time when you need to step away from ministry. I wouldn't have you in my church. If I had a church, you wouldn't work. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be there. I wouldn't even talk about you. I only talk about him now that in a, in a positive way, he brought people into thinking about the things that could come. He wrote some decent books. He wrote some that were everything was the rapture of the church. You know, you're not going to be here, so don't worry about it. So why even think about it? And so many churches are falling on that sword. So many. They don't talk about there. I've heard, I've heard these guys who, oh, I've been to Bible college. I've got a degree. And all you hear is rapture, pre-tribulation rapture. That's their, that's where they end with any Bible prophecy. Uh, and I can read you things that you probably don't hear if you sit in one of those churches. 
First one was Ezekiel 38 and 39. You hardly ever hear that. How about this one? The burden of Damascus. Behold, Damascus is taken away from being a city, and it shall be a ruinous heap, never to be inhabited again. That's not in the text, but a ruinous heap. That hasn't happened yet. You'll have guys that will argue with you. Well, that happened in 565 B.C., and, you know, what are you reading that for? That doesn't mean anything, blah, 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 blah. In the clip we just listened to from the uh, Indian girl, lady, she said they are gathering together these three heads of state that we keep an eye on pretty close, especially with me, Turkey and Iran. When they gathered together, they discussed things like the ongoing trouble in Syria. They're all on different sides in this thing, but yet they can come together. Odd. Is Damascus going to get wiped out here one of these days? And the news won't even catch it because they're busy with something else. They also talked about invading a sovereign nation. Of course, they said that with your neighbor, a sovereign nation. Well, it's, you know, what a, we did that as well when we went into Iran, or I'm sorry, Iraq. So, you know, we, we aren't, our hands aren't always clean in everything that we want to make it. Now, I'm not talking bad about my country. I love it. But we've done some things that we have to be accounted for, period. That's all there is to it. And some of those things are things that we do domestically. We'll hit that in a second. Let's go. Let's, we'll shift out of uh, the Gog and Magog war happening at any time real soon and, and jump into some other things that are happening around the world. And I think I, I talked about this the other day. Oh, yeah, by the way, Putin has set himself up as Peter the Great. Oh, boy. Uh, you know, again, when you read Bible prophecy, you don't hear exactly pointing at Russia. You know, even in, in uh, Daniel's prophecies, it was uh, Babylon, Medio Persia, the Greeks, Alexander the Great, who was neither, he was not great. He wasn't a great guy. He was a great conqueror and killer. That's what a lot of times you hear that. Oh, he was a great guy. Uh, no, he wasn't really. And uh, Rome. <clears throat> and when Daniel saw that, you think about this, this is something on an aside. This is down to rabbit trail. When you read the accounts, especially the ones in Daniel, you know, God told him through the angel Gabriel, I think it was, that these nations resemble great beasts. Gnashing, crashing, killing, tearing, ripping beasts. I don't believe that has changed much over the many centuries since that prophecy. Most of these nations still have a beastly quality to them either towards their people or others just a thought in the world today we have issues and one of these i'm going to bring right out in the front in italy the uh, prime minister or whatever they call him i guess it is prime minister draghi resigned as of yesterday this is a ongoing thing throughout the world right now. Uh, well, like we said the other day, Sri Lanka, you know, their their government left town and the people just took over the palace. As Tucker Carlson says, you know, they're in there going through his sock drawers and swimming in his swimming pool and eating his food. Uh, the Netherlands, we had the farmers that are revolting. The, now in New Zealand, farmers are revolting. These people 
are sticking up for what they've done for you know their family perhaps for centuries at least many many decades this is family farmers who want to just farm they want to farm what they want and not be told well if you grow wheat we'll pay you this or if you don't grow wheat we'll pay you that my uh my dad used to tell me a story of a guy that uh, lives not far from where i'm at now and he was a he was a doctor and a farmer and that farm is still there today um they told him one year not to grow wheat. The government did. You know, government subsidies come down, and, they, and then they can tell you what to do. And, you know, it's one of those things. I mean, when you get free money thrown at you, you just take it. Why not? I mean, come on. But then there's, a, there's always a hook in that somewhere, just like when you go fishing. The worm has a hook. The fish doesn't know it till he bites it. Now, I'm not equating the doc, the good doctor who's gone on to be with the Lord uh, with a fish. I'm just saying, you know, hey, you know, they're going to toss you money. You ought to know there's something coming. Well, they told him when you don't grow wheat, he did anyway. They confiscated his car to show him who's boss. How do they do that? Well, it's licensed through the government. I guess they can do what they want. Now, as a doctor, back in those days, some of those guys made house calls. Or at least they had to get to their office or go to the hospital to do uh, doctor stuff. He couldn't do it because they took his car. Because he had to get on the farm all and go to the, go to the, uh, to the office. But it's like that's the kind of thing that goes on, and that's what these farmers are against is the government telling them what they can grow uh, you have to get rid of your cows because when they fart, they cause global warming or climate change. Joe Biden yesterday gets on the TV. I mean, I don't know how or why they covered it other than to show you just how much of a buffoon he is. But he did come out and say he has cancer. He said many of the people in Delaware, including me, have cancer from living in Delaware. And he, he also said that Delaware has at one time, see, here you go, you throw a, a, a little disclaimer in front, at one time had the highest cancer rate in the country. I checked that out. I can't find it, at least not today. I don't know what time he was talking about, uh, that this tiny little sliver of nothing state, which is known more for um credit card fraud than it is for oil and gas reserves that they had this high cancer rate from oil and that you know the oil sludge would cover the windshield you know we've come a long way since joe was growing up in keeping things clean you know back in the day things weren't so much you know Guys didn't wear hearing protection, so you got a lot of them when you talk to them, it's like, huh? What'd you say? They didn't wear respirators, so they're now on oxygen or dead. You know, the OSHA, which is a pain in the neck most of the time, at least did give us some vestige of safety. You know, there's an old book. Uh, what is that thing called? Upton Sinclair, I think, wrote it. I did, you know, I'm not running on notes here, so you know, forgive me. But it talks about Lithuanians, I think, that came over here and worked in the meatpacking factories. How they, you know, lose arms and legs and everything else working 16 hours a day. You know, so we you know, we've come a long way from that. Uh. Cancer rates are still not good. But now I think we've got a different thing, and uh, OSHA hasn't stepped in and tried to stop that from causing cancer, which is the COVID-19 vaccination. Say that tongue-in-cheek. But, you know, we have all over the world, it's crashing and burning, it seems like. Now, maybe in some places it actually is, and, of course, you know, high temperatures in Europe of 117 degrees in some places and fire tunnels from things being lit on fire, of course, is 
all about global warming. Goodness gracious. That was in France and Spain. And they are having some enormously high heat. Is it global warming or climate change? I don't know. I don't, I don't buy into that. Yeah, I think you all know that already. We've had, in this nation, our nation as well, fires are breaking out. I think there's like 24 of them in Texas in the past few days. Uh, California, I'm sure, is going to get hit. Uh, it's a wonder they don't get hit with something much worse on a biblical scale, like locusts and frogs and lice, the way they act out there. God is long-suffering. Always remember that. Especially if you're an unrepentant sinner, remember, God is long-suffering. He he doesn't want anyone to perish. And there are decent people in the state of California. So a lot of people are very nice. We, we see a lot on the news of those that are not. And we see a lot of buffoonery that goes on behind all the craziness and you know let's just shift that gear and go into high 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 uh high gear on on the absolute i'm I'm telling you some of these people are just absolutely unbelievable their their activities are beyond the pale when it comes to uh this this abortion deal as they were shifting gears. Necessary to shift the old gears right now and and go to a, a different topic. And this is one that's near and dear to a lot of folks' heart because it's been going on for 50 years and the Supreme Court, through the activities of the states, get to choose who's going to do it, who's not, uh, and uh, that has caused a firestorm in government from a, a, a host of complete idiots. And I have to say this, satanic, controlled, ridiculous people like Elizabeth Warren. I'm having a hard time with my, my stupid thing here again. And we're going to get to a, a, a clip here on that topic. There we go. I finally got it working. Okay. This is from the Glenn Beck show. And I hope he doesn't mind me using it. But this is... I want to play this audio from, um, from Elizabeth Warren. And then I want to explain it. Listen In to what Elizabeth Warren right said. Now, those crisis pregnancy centers that are there to fool people who are looking for pregnancy termination help outnumber true abortion clinics by three to one. No. We need to shut them down here in Massachusetts and we need to shut them down all around the country. You should Listen not to be that. able to torture a pregnant person mm. like that. Can you imagine the horror of someone who... Now, in the past, my wife and I, uh, around here we don't have uh, too many of the uh, that I know of pregnancy centers. The church we went to is very active in uh, anti-abortion legislation or whatever, uh, or anti. We 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 were pro-life, very pro-life. Our pastor, uh, God rest his soul, was also he he was arrested one time. Him and a, a good friend of mine that uh, I'm still in contact with today off and on were arrested for, you know, they're protesting uh, in front of an abortion center, a clinic. Now, what they're talking about here, what Elizabeth Warren's talking about is pregnancy centers, they call them, or, yeah, I believe that's the, the proper term, often run by Christian women. A lot of them are, are women that are involved in these places because it is so much easier for a young lady or whatever that is pregnant to come there and speak to another lady. And I knew some of these girls. They were very, very, I mean, they were down-to-earth, awesome, wonderful women. 
and you would go there and they would say, you know, that while well, I'm, I'm thinking about having an abortion, a lot of times they're right close to the abortion clinics. Uh, the one that I know of in this area that I'm talking about was right across the street. And, uh, the girls would maybe, maybe they did go in there not knowing that they went into the wrong building, but they would get counseling. You know, they didn't lock them in a room and handcuff them. They were there on their own. They'd talk to them, say, do you really want to, you know, commit infanticide on this child? Do you want to kill it? And they would give them the opportunity to see their child on an ultrasound and a high percentage of women, once they saw an ultrasound of their baby, they would not terminate the pregnancy. Now this, oh my goodness, I, I, I really, I really don't like this woman and, and God forgive me. She's a soul like any other. It needs to be saved. But I, I think once you've gone into the demonic realm, as far as Elizabeth Warren has gone, it's almost impossible to see them come back out. She wants to kill as many babies as they can. You know, she said that the pregnancy centers torture a pregnant person. If you've ever seen an abortion, that is torture, both to the woman and to the child. The child is ripped limb from limb in the vacuum abortions. And uh, there's also the take a pill thing and the, the saline deal and all and those are horrible. I saw a girl at one of these, we, we they used to have a, like a yearly get together. It was like a, a dinner and, you know, fundraiser for the, the uh, pregnancy center there in Dayton, Ohio. And we would, uh, we would go and, they had a girl there one year who lived through her mother's abortion of her. And, you know, they did the saline thing where, you know, it's literally supposed to burn the baby in the womb and then it's, it's cast out. Um, she lived and they were just going to let her lay on the table and die. But the nurse that was there had a heart and took her and, got her cleaned up and she did have some issues, but she was, she had, I think it was cerebral, cerebral palsy from it. And, uh, you know, she kind of walked hunched over, but this girl was very intelligent, very, had a, a, a way of, 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 uh, conveying her story. Uh, I don't have her name cause I'm running again, not on my notes, but you could find her on YouTube used to be able to and she had a she had a story that uh would break your heart in a way but also showed you the love that she had for god and the parents that took her in she went to see she found her so-called birth mother and she tried to talk to her meet her and she wanted nothing to do with her now that's evil in its own that mother that, you know, she was willing to, you know, put bygones and, and she was just like, I don't want anything to do with you. Don't come in here and disrupt my family. Oh, you have a family now. You know, I always, uh, uh, not in your plan. Let me tell you something. Every birth, every child is in God's plan. And I know there are some circumstances that, uh, you know, they always want to bring out incest and rape and those kind of things. And, you know, if you make the decision, you make the decision. Uh, now, like the thing that happened that Biden likes to talk about Ohio, there was a young girl, 10 years old, that was raped by a illegal alien boyfriend, I think, of the mother. And the mother should be, the girl should be taken away from the mother. That's all I can say. That's... That's a story for another day, but it does go in this vein of things that Liz Warren wants to talk about, the uh, horrors and the t torture that these women go through when they go to a pregnancy center. Now, B, 
because of her, she wants to shut down the pregnancy centers, the places where women truly do get some kind of medical help if they need it, usually free because these places are nonprofit. They get an ultrasound so that they can see the child that they're carrying. But Liz Warren wants to shut them down or burn them down. That is horrific to me that we would go down such a dark path. This nation is trying to pull itself back together, it would seem, due to the fact that the Supreme Court made some pretty good decisions a few weeks ago, and this was one of them. They didn't abolish abortion. They just said the states can make their decision, and some of them had the trigger laws that made it happen right off the bat. Ohio has the heartbeat law. That's why this young girl was forced to go across state lines into Indiana and have an abortion. Abortions have a long-lasting mental problem that is the women carry for almost all their lives. God can help you to erase those mental issues and he will forgive you for whatever you've done. You're not we are we aren't here to to paint anyone as evil if they've had to go this route or they were forced into it or whatever. That's that's just mean that's mean spirited that's that's anger driven. I am angry at the people who push this and I don't know why Elizabeth Warren just wants to stay relevant with the party or something. Maybe she wants to make another run for the presidency and get, you know, a half a percentile point below Kamala Harris as a a, a, a viable candidate. She's not. She's an idiot. She probably has always been one. And now, as when I look at her, and you, I, 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 I would, you know, tell you, you know, just Google it up or YouTube searchy whatever. Look at her as she speaks this stuff. It is, it's like looking into the pits of hell. These people who want to kill innocent kids in the womb where you should be safe. But it's one of the most dangerous places over the last 50 years for a child to be. <sighs> Real quick, let's touch on some things, and uh, we got to get get it going. And these are things I believe that will come out more in the, in the days that ahead. I don't do a lot of economic. I don't do any economic uh Advice, I'm stumbling on my words, sorry. Cryptocurrency has always been one of these things since it popped up that people are either on the real hard side of doing it or the real hard side of staying away from it. The problem with it is all your money's tied up in a computer land somewhere, and when the when they crash the Internet, which they may someday, or they get hacked, or you get hacked, all your money's gone or at least all that you have in this crypto crap. It is in dire trouble anyway. It's kind of spinning out of control. And like saying, oh, economically, I'm not, you know, I we, we have our own way of dealing with money here at the Empire, and it's worked with us so far, and I won't tell you what it is, but I'll tell you that it doesn't involve crypto. <laughs> not at all. Silver, friends, is a good way to go. And check with our friends at Step on Sucks, who sell silver as well in smaller quantities, or just go to your local store. But Step on Sucks is a good place. Yeah, get ready for the masks again. Dr. Flouchy, Fochi, whatever you want to call him, the fake doctor from the NAIAD, Tony, 
is already talking about getting ready to mask up indoors coming this fall. Oh, we got to watch out. There's a new variant, uh, the CBABABD, whatever. And it's going to be so much worse than the common cold. So, of course, you'll you'll get your clot shots. Don't forget those because, you know, your heart's got to be in it, folks. And your heart will fall out of you if you keep getting the clot shots, the vaccination from hell. So many people have had adverse reactions to this thing, and yet they go on. They, they, they tell you that they're approved and they're not. More on that down the road very soon. I'm telling you right now, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, this is today is the day to really get with it right now. You don't need me to lead you in a prayer. But if you do, just say a simple one. I want you to be the Lord of my life. I want you to absolve me, Lord, of my sins. Clear me of every wrongdoing I've done. Only the blood of Jesus can do that. This is the day. This is the time. We don't know if we'll get back to this platform again. We don't know what the day holds. We don't know. We just don't know. It's like my buddy Mike on his podcast the other day, and he's been silent for about (laughs) about eight months. But he, uh, he, he, he said it as well. Live today like Christ could come back today. We really need to get that ingrained in our souls. Because we don't know. I mean, when I look at the things that are lining up out there, I've got to tell you, I'm not afraid. Only thing that we can fear here is what we have to face as it goes as as these things go down do you have the strength now i tell people this is my uh, my preaching point here i tell people over and over again pray for strength now it's like you don't go to a weightlifting competition and never lift any weights before you get there or you don't well, now I, i've actually well yeah you don't join a marathon or you don't sign up to do one without running first at least getting some cardiovascular buildup and strength in your legs because you won't make it six miles if you're lucky and that's what life really is it's not a sprint it's a marathon we don't know how long it's going to be But we do know this. The benefits of being a follower of Christ far outweigh the benefits of being a follower of any man. People look forward to the midterm elections this year. I do not. I look forward to more souls joining us in heaven or inhabiting the new earth. One of these days, very soon, we're going to, I'm still studying a lot on the new heavens and the new earth. And that is a very fascinating topic. But when we get ourselves sidetracked and we follow a preacher or we follow a politician or some other leader, could be a movie star these days, We're following the wrong person. The Bible and prayer build muscles that you can't even imagine. Pray for strength now for the things that you will face in your life. I don't care what it is, whether it be a debilitating disease 
like cancer or or uh, um, dementia even. Pray for clarity of mind, strength in body, specifically that clarity of mind, the ability to keep yourselves safely in the arms of Christ, safely in the arms of Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior of us all. And I know this sounds solemn at the end here, but it really, it's it's necessary. You know, I'm not looking for an altar call. I'm just telling you that you can, you can do whatever prayer you want. I don't believe in the canned prayer they call the sinner's prayer. I've seen a lot of people do it, and they weren't discipled afterwards. They were just turned loose. Oh, we got another one notching my belt. If you want to follow Jesus, send me an email. We'll correspond. I'll call you if you want to. We'll talk on the phone one-to-one. I'm not going to throw that phone number out right now. You give me yours in an email, I'll call you. Or we'll just correspond that way. That's fine, too. People need the Lord. And if you do, if you're listening, you just stumbled across us here today, we're glad to have you. And we want to help where we can. That is the music that says my producer tells me is the end of today's show. I hope I covered what we need to cover. There is more to come because every time you turn around, there's something going on. This summer has been a real wing-ding, I guess you could call it. The winter could be a very disturbing one. But let's hold our heads up high because our redemption draweth nigh. And that redemption is in Jesus Christ. Have a great day, Tom Richardson, July 21st, 2022.